On this week's episode, we shoot around with a guy who has a sweet enough golf swing to play regularly with Steph Curry and Andre Iguodala. The interview this week is with a West Virginia Mountaineer and current director of pro personnel for the Golden State Warriors, Johnny West. This episode of One Star Recruits is brought to you by UCAN, U-C-A-N. You can try a variety of different products with UCAN Superstarch to balance your blood sugar, to have better energy for your workout and for your day. Save 20% off and get free shipping on all orders with the code OneStar at UCAN.co forward slash the number one S-T-A-R. Let's go. This is Johnny West, three-time NBA champion and one-time G League champion. Thanks for listening to the One Star Recruits podcast. Yo, aloha. Welcome back to the One Star Recruits podcast. I'm DK, your podcast Sherpa. I'm joined as always by my best friend in the 25 years rip. What's happening, brother? What's up, DK? I had a I had a one star moment this week, man. I'm excited to tell you about it. It's kind of awkward, but, uh, you know, it's a crazy week. You have one star moments every week, uh, which is great for the podcast. And, I, and I'm, I'm glad that you have a really memorable one that you are re- already ready to go with. Uh, for all the listeners joining us, possibly for the first time, welcome to the pod. We're a couple one stars like you. We're on this journey of life, learning, loving, getting better every day. We have the help of some five-star athletes and entertainers from all around the world that join us each and every week. And uh, we're very, very lucky, and we feel so happy to have you joining us on, on this experience. Rip, what's your one-star moment that that happened to you? Yeah, I mentioned a couple episodes ago, my son was starting kindergarten. So right now, uh, about two months in, it's parent-teacher conference time. You remember those where you talk to the teacher, see how the kid's doing and all that. So now they're still done on Zoom because of COVID, obviously. And I was running late, my wife and I, and so I logged into my Zoom real quick. And I accidentally logged into my one-star Zoom. And so we show up in this stadium. You always see is my background. And you can't, like, I have no idea how to get it off once you're on a Zoom call. I was tinkering with stuff, and I couldn't get it off. So the teacher pops up. And she's like, what the hell is going on? She's like, are you guys in, a, in an arena right now? And I said, no, no, you know, we ha- I have to explain the whole thing. I said, oh, I can't, I just don't know how to get the background off. And so it's kind of funny, just one star moment. You show up to a parent teacher conference, my wife and I in the Zoom, and we're sitting in the UNC Greensboro basketball arena. Kind of a humble brag, too, because you got to pitch the pod. She said she'll listen or he? I did, actually did not mention the pod. I just acted like it was my normal background. So. What do you mean? You should have pitched the pod. We could have got a, had a new listener, right? Hey, I pitch it to the dentist. I pitch it to my dentist. I pitch it to my mailman. I, I'm not crossing the boundary with the kindergarten teacher yet. <laughs> maybe, maybe the next parent-teacher conference if it happens. Yeah, that's fair. I say you're rocking that dumb dad gear, too, around, the, around, around Long Beach. Looking good, man. Hell yeah, I got it on right now under the one-star hoodie, bro. <laughs> nice. Friends of the pod, the dumb dad podcast. We talked this week with Johnny West, and I was realizing as I'm going through these show notes that I didn't play a lot of golf in high school until I went to boarding school. But I did remember that I I did the marching band, which is kind of one star a little bit, possibly. And Rip knew me when I was in high school, and I was curious what you thought of just me being in marching band. Was that instantly one star, or was that kind of cool? No, it was cool because it's like a skill that not many other people have. You were a good drummer. I don't know how seriously you took it. Like, I don't know if it was like a go to practice and just mess around or like, you know, because, but it is a skill. And I would actually curious to see if you could actually play now. Like, does that stuff stick with you? Because I know you don't have drums at your house. No, it does. It totally sticks with me. I could hop on a drum set right now and play like a basic jazz beat. Well, I went from middle school. I did percussion. So percussion in middle school is like you stand in the back of the class and you do the little snare drum. And sometimes you'll do a couple other instruments. You do a little triangle hitter, bing, 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 chimes, you know, that type of stuff. So then you go to high school and they're like, well, you can play football. You can 
do that. But the band, they would come make a really good pitch. And the drum line was pretty cool. Yeah, so I did. I did take it seriously. This most serious thing about marching band, and this also came into mind because I was watching football this weekend and Ohio State marching band was doing amazing like marching visuals. It was so impressive. They don't hold really a candle to some of the better uh, colleges down down south, but it was really impressive. Made me think about it. But the, the hardest thing about marching band is like sports. They have like really early morning practices before school, like 5 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. So that was for a freshman, me going into high school. The best part about that, the one star recommendation is that that instantly put me under the care of juniors and seniors, at least in my department or my group that kind of were like, you're going to come, you know, so they would come pick me up in the morning, you know, make sure you get there. So that's kind of cool in that transition from middle school to high school, having if it's not football or it's not athletics, because athletics is the same thing if you're a freshman or uh, or whatever. Uh, so that was tight. But thank you for not thinking that's a one star moment, man. Well, uh, maybe they have those early morning practices to weed out the one stars and the five stars. Like if you could hang, do you ever feel like if you if if did is there anything you could have done to like get a scholarship or like take it further? Or just not is that not what you wanted? No, I don't think that's in the game for 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 marching band unless music's your calling. I think like that if you want to level up in the marching band game, there's like a couple traveling. Uh, cores that kind of roam around town but i don't think it's a i think the evolution of a marching band person is to eventually become a teacher that's where that game ends you want to know some famous athletes or famous people that were also in marching band oh yeah that's a great topic let's talk about it she's one of my favorite jennifer gardner actress she was a uh marching band looks like a flutist a flautist if you will our guy our guy uh saxophone player vince carter no way yeah. Interesting. I wonder if he's ever played at, at, at a game or anything before a game. We got to get him on the pod, bro. Daytona Beach, Florida. Yeah, great. So I think he still plays the saxophone. Gwen Stefani, big marching bander. Got her start also in the in the drum line and percussion. Respect, Rev. I appreciate that. How about golf? Johnny West is a big golfer. His wife, obviously. Michelle Wee, huge golfer. Are you even a golfer? Do you even go to top golf? Do you even swing, swing the sticks at all? Never. I played like two rounds in my life. Uh, I've never had lessons or anything. So yeah, not a golfer at all. I'd like to take it up more and get my kids into it, but I just haven't done it. What level of swing are you at? Charles Barkley, probably? Oh, you- way worse than that. I mean, that guy plays often. I, I played twice in my life. Don't Charles Barkley plays often. We'll stop that because <laughs> he does, but he's horrendous. Have you, have, have you, you have taken a couple swings though and made some contact in your life? Literally a couple. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Maybe that can be a, a new a new 40 at 43. That can be a little thing when you get going. When you come out here to Hawaii, I want you to be able to play a little bit because it's really a, it's really the best way to kind of see the island. Uh, maybe we got to get you out swinging some clubs. I might, we might have to get Johnny West and you connecting in L.A. for for an outing. I mentioned you're going to have to play for a couple of years probably to play with Johnny. He's playing with um, – I see him all over the place with uh, – I follow all the Warriors, you know, on, on Instagram, social media. You'll catch, catch them on days off at the Olympic Club, and I'll catch Johnny West in the side of a video, you know. Um, he's really, really good at golf. If he was not – that's a great question. If he was not a, uh, a basketball uh, personnel guy, he would definitely be a golfer. Well, and he mentioned networking, and I, I can't think of a better thing to network than golf. I mean, how many deals are made on the course, how many introductions? It's, it's got to be one of the top things out there for networking. It's true, bro. What would you be if you weren't a, a, a famous podcaster? What would you what would your what would you be if uh, if you could do another lot? That was an interesting question you asked him. I'm gonna flip it back on him. If he, if it was a dream dream job scenario, I'd be doing his job. The guy the guy's watching basketball games every night in person, just hanging out with friends. I mean, it sounds it. unbelievable. He, and I, I kind of have that 
that brain that works in the way of knowing all the players and their strengths and weaknesses, like rattling that off, off memory and not having a, you know, like a mental scouting report on guys. I kind of have that brain that works that way. So maybe I'd be all right at it. Yeah. That's a great question, bro. I, I, I thought that, I thought that was uh, something. Yeah. I'm, I'm always a good ponderer uh, of a question. Uh, how about, and I knew you were going to say that I knew you were going to flip it back on him or, or get yourself into some kind of GM role, uh, slide yourself over there in that room. Cause you are a good hoops, hoops evaluator. I got to give it up to rip, especially high school, uh, D two. Uh, you got a good eye for talent, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, Wendy, you, you do too. You, you, you picked a couple weeks ago. We did, uh, before the season started, it was like NBA tip off. I think we said, who's our, who's going to be our surprise team this year. And, and who'd you pick? Mine's actually not bad either, but who'd you pick? The, uh, the the Charlotte Hornets, which wasn't too much of a surprise, but I not this much. One star former guest, Miles Bridges, if he continues to put up 25 points plus and and yam all over people, man, they could they could be contending out east. But yeah, my, my they, pick was, was on point, the Charlotte Hornets. They were the 10 seed. They, they were in 10th place last year. So it, it, it kind of was a surprise. I mean, they were ascending, but I, and I picked uh, the Knicks who were the four seed last year. So it wasn't a, as much of a reach, but. Props to you. So far, the Hornets and the Knicks are actually looking good. They're both playoff teams right now. All right. There's some accountability check. Uh, accountability check for you. Did you make your bed this morning like Warren Moon recommended? I did not. No, I have not started that habit yet. I need to. That's it. We just uh, that's it. the easiest punt of your week right there was was not to make your bed. Uh, there, there's no there's no getting around it. I just have not made the bed. Did you look at it? Did you think about it? I'm Did looking at it right it? now. I'm looking at it right now. It's a mess. Uh, there's blankets all over the place. Yeah, it needs to be made. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make it after this pod. Can, we'll make can it, you make we'll, it in the middle of the day? Does that count? We'll do it on the Johnny West break. We'll do we'll do it on, and we'll see if you feel better coming back to the second half of the pod. Okay. See if there's any uh, noticeable energy increase or, or positivity in my voice. It's always a weird time of year for me. If it's we're fresh off of Halloween and then quickly boom, we're throwing it into November. November 1st is here like like magic. I'm already eating pies, which I want to talk about that. It was so quick how that transition happened. But it's kind of a weird time. The season changes a little bit. It felt like October flew by pretty quickly. I'm looking forward to November uh, ripped. Was it a quick did October kind of fl- fly by? There's a lot going on for you. I mean, you were traveling and birthdays and, and school ins and outs. Uh, are, it's, it kind of was a quick go by. Now November is here. No, it did. It did fly by. And the thing is, once that once Halloween's over, it, it's fun. You party, you get candy. But then November first hits, you realize you got like six or seven weeks till Christmas. Yeah, it, it, it flies by for sure. That's why October always seems so fast. Yeah, it's already so quick. So, and I already I mentioned pies. We were we had a guest here this weekend and there's a great uh, pie place here. This place, Ladora's, and they do these five or six pies. I think I talked about the key lime pie. In fact, is one of my recs of the week before. But the first Right after Halloween hits, I had four pies here at the house, and I, I taste tested all of them high and approved. And I'm looking forward to, to, to Thanksgiving for, for fall, kind of changing weather. Rip, are you, what are you doing with the kids for Thanksgiving? Do you have, do you have plans? Are you going to host it at the Long Beach house? Are you going to get everybody together? We're getting together at my mother-in-law's up in San Jose. We've been doing that pretty consistently for the last uh, few years so the kids get to hang out with the with that family side of the family for a week and they get school off and all that so it, it's a good time oh nice that's the, the your, your your mother-in-law's which uh, every time her son comes over to my costa mesa house he tells me that my garage smells like grandma's house which i feel uh, i always feel like that's a, a compliment and feel great about that 
The story of the NBA, however, is the story of the three-pointer rip. Uh, the, I think the rookies are kind of shining. Some of the rookies are shining. Impressive early. I love what I'm seeing out of some leadership on, on the Golden State Warriors and some of the things that we talked about happening in Charlotte. Julius Randle, your guy in New York, it's been really, really fun. So we were able to grab Johnny West, who works for the Golden State Warriors. He um, has one of the best jobs, rips, uh, career switch positions, uh, but one of the best jobs because really he gets to watch the Golden State Warriors at this point in time and Steph Curry um, regularly and, and try to find pieces to fill the holes, which they did a great job doing. And we talk about all that cool stuff with Johnny West. Enjoy this interview. Now joining the One Star Recruits podcast, we have a husband, a father, a West Virginia Mountaineer alumni, the current director of pro personnel for the Golden State Warriors, and owner of a fluffy puppy named Gatsby, Johnny West. <laughs> Full Thanks, for dog. <laughs> Thanks for coming no on with problem. us. No that, problem. That's, that's maybe my favorite title, I guess, the, the, the Gatsby, the father of Gatsby. Well, that, I, I might get in trouble for saying that. But. Uh, <laughs> what, is, what kind of dog is Gatsby? Because it looks like a big pillow that I want to go squeeze. He's a, he's an old English sheepdog. So much fun. fun. And and is it is it just out of curiosity because I have two small dogs that aren't that huge, lovable, squeezable character. Is it super sheddy? He's not terrible. Sheds a little bit, like especially when his when his coat gets sort of matted, but not not awful. But some people just let the hair go crazy and then it you know, covers his face. Like we we keep his hair shorter than most sheepdogs that I've seen, but it's not it's not awful you keep him great friendly. dog great family dog yeah it looks like the great dog if 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 you are ever falling around or, or look at johnny west and his bio after we talk about uh him on this wonderful podcast check out gadsby and if you're feeling like going and getting a dog and want a big dog this might be the uh this might be the one for you it's just yeah. so cute i think i think he's only the <laughs> probably the second most famous dog in the warriors organization uh, rocco besides rocco yeah, he's out there <laughs> have they ever had any play dates together no actually not <laughs> No, never met. Hey, hey Johnny, I, I promise we'll get to the real interview in a second here. But you and DK worked together with Santa Cruz, down with the Warriors for a couple of years. I've known this guy for 25 years, so I know all his bad habits. But he also has some really good qualities. Because he hasn't always been semi-retired in Maui like he is now, can you, can you just paint a picture for the listeners of what it's like to work with him in a corporate setting? Oh, boy. Very, very easy, first of all. Like, Dana was one of my favorite people to work with in Santa Cruz. Um, obviously I worked a lot closer with, with the basketball side, but, but Dana was always very accommodating for all of us understood the, the big picture of, of what Santa Cruz really was. We could always go to him for, for anything for sure. Yeah. You guys were great. It was a great, and, and call back to Sammy Gelfin, former, former guest yeah. on the pod and Andrew, former, Ru- former roommate. Former Sammy Gelfand, former yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> with the Detroit Pistons now, and it was a good crew. It's the fun thing about sports. Um, when people are looking to get involved or, or work in it, it's a, it's a camaraderie. It's a really a fraternity, and it's great to see people go as time goes on now. I look 10 years back, and I say, wow, holy cow, I got guys at the Pistons. I got my guys at the Warriors, my guys in Dallas. And um, we're just so proud of you. We're so proud of everybody. Let's keep it in in Golden State for now in San Francisco. We're 4-0. The Golden State Warriors are 4-0. Uh, it seems to be clicking culturally, which is amazing, Johnny. I want to give you a lot of credit for that in particular because that was some questions going into this city or going into this season. And um, talk a little bit about that 
GSW culture going into a new season. How's the vibes? How's everybody feeling? Been really good. Obviously, 4-0, you can't, there's no way to beat that. Um, had a really good start. You know, some of our new additions this year have really helped uh, bringing in guys like Otto and Nemanja, um, really high IQ guys that really fit into what Steve wants to do with our team. You know, sort of play that style that we want where guys are feeding off Steph, feeding off a Draymond, and obviously bringing Andre back has, has been huge as, as big of a part of what we've had these last few years as, as anybody. And just his, his leadership is something that, that is definitely being felt throughout the organization. It's being felt all the way here in Maui in the second half of the game <laughs> when the starters can't seem to get it together, which is okay. You know, it's, it takes a while. It's, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a race. But then Iguodala comes in with my favorite warrior right now, Jordan Poole, who has seemed to kind of find his NBA voice, which is amazing. And uh, the second unit is doing what a second unit should do. They're coming in with great energy, no ego, still moving the ball, still running the offense. You mentioned Otto Porter. You mentioned some of these guys that brought in. How involved were you in, in putting together kind of that second, that second string for the Warriors? Was that something that you sat in meetings and had some input in? Yeah, we, we've got a really collaborative group. We're, we're kind of growing out the, the pro side, pro personnel side, and that's you know, a new role for me this year. And I'm really taking a deep dive into that. Everything we do is, is very collaborative from, from the draft to free agency. Um, everybody gets a voice and, and gets to share their opinion, and it, it makes it a lot of fun working here. It absolutely is, Johnny. And I, I watched some, this is going back to our, our G League days, but I always like watching just basketball with you guys, any basketball, college. We were watching Euro basketball in the office sometimes to see the different ways you guys watched plays kind of start up and watch how guys move their feet. And I just love seeing... Uh, some of the additions now that you wouldn't think would be huge additions, but as you watch these games develop, especially in the third and fourth quarters, I'm so proud of some of these moves. So kudos to the front office, you, Bob Myers, Kirk, the whole team there. What we do on this pod a little bit, Johnny, is help our listeners kind of understand how you got there, but also just what the hell it is sometimes. Sometimes that's the question and the elephant in the room that is the hardest thing to answer, which should be the simplest. So You've done a handful of NBA front office positions, currently the director of pro personnel for the Golden State Warriors. For the curious minds out there, what, what, what does your day-to-day look like, you know, um, just in that realm? And if somebody was looking to get into the basketball side of the business, which way would you steer them? To answer the, the, the second question first, I think one of the biggest things that, that people have to do to, to get in this world is continue to network. The more you network, the basketball world is so small yet so big that one connection to one person can lead you to 10 different opportunities that you never knew existed. This is how I got my start, but people are, I think the, the G League has sometimes had the wrong stigma attached to it. Getting your feet wet down there is so important. You're, you're able to learn so much. I know you saw this even on the business side, but G League staffs in general on, on the basketball side and on the business side are so small that you get to do so much hands-on stuff that if you're up at the NBA level, you will never experience. Right. And it gives you such a great idea of, of how an organization actually works. My time that I spent in Santa Cruz was the best learning experience that I think I'll ever have in my career, even if... I work 20, 30 more years and get to where I want to get to. I'll never learn the things that I learned in the G League. Yeah. 
you had to build the plane. You had to build the plane while flying it, you know, down yeah, there. Lit- and literally, like, I remember the night before our first game in Santa Cruz, we were literally setting up seats in the arena because the arena had just been finished maybe a day or two before that. I think it was you, Kirk Lakeup, and I think I had Daniel Wailele helping too, who was a player at the time. It was yeah, all yeah. Time, you know, a, a wild environment. It's really similar to Silicon Valley, and it makes sense that you're in San Francisco too. A lot of entrepreneurs who want to get involved in you know, being an entrepreneur, the best advice is to go join a startup first. So you can, that's kind of what, what it was for me. It felt like a lot, Johnny, being mm-hmm. in Santa Cruz with you guys, it felt like a startup because it was problems would happen and somebody had to solve them. Right. And th- that is the best way to learn. You know, yeah. although looking back, it was chaos. It was hard. It was a lot of ups and downs. I can't even imagine some of the road trips, you know, that you guys, had. <laughs> like, we were flying to Maine. We were doing crazy road trips that I know they're not doing as much anymore. But that's a really great answer, man. Thank you for sharing. And you mentioned networking. Was there anything in college in particular that um, kind of kickstarted that? I know, I know you have some connections as well, you know, too. For our listeners, fathers Jerry West and, and, and Johnny's uh, an incredible mind. And I want to separate him. But your brother Ryan, too, is also in the business. It's maybe people sitting in college looking to get into sports to network. Where do they go? Well, I, th- I think a good place to start if, you know, if you aren't playing college, um, and you want to be involved, like maybe try being a manager, those opportunity, like I've, there's a ton of managers that when I was at WVU that have moved on or assistant coaches in college, um, work for social media at, at the NBA. Um, the opportunities are endless because of the connections that you make as much as you can network, introducing yourself to people that you have no idea who they are, but you never know where that conversation can go. Totally. I got in his business side. I was selling season tickets in what we call the dirty dungeon in the basement, you know, and until I actually got into the G League, like Johnny said, I was separated from the basketball side. It was kind of a separate entity that I didn't have much relationship. So until we got down to the G League, which is that pool of mixing and kind of, uh, you know, building together um, is where a lot of my basketball relationships form. So mm-hmm. my advice is also like Johnny's advice. Uh, get out there and, and and get into it. I love the G League. I think they're all in really great cities right now. And I think it's kind of like buying stock in a in a young startup right now where the PayPal mafia, you look at these people coming out of it eventually five, yeah. ten years later are doing big things in the NBA. So how about especially especially with the G League growing, I think there's maybe just one now NBA team that doesn't have a G League affiliate. But once it gets to that 30, every single team having their own G League team, it, it it's already becoming like for us, Santa Cruz is not Santa Cruz. It's a part of golden state. They're not separate entities and being in those situations allows you to experience things that most people might not be able to, to experience ever. It's funny that people see the the players that started in the G league and go on to the pros. Those are you, you're, they're always on TV. They're very present, but there's so many behind the scenes uh, employees that start in the G league and go to the pros that we don't always yeah. see. But so to fast forward to your current job, director of, of director of pro personnel, what is your day to day? Like what? Oh for, yeah. For We're, not letting you like, We're not letting yeah. you look yeah. what, yeah. what well, like my man. Right. Right now I'm in New York went to a, a Nets game the other day, went to a Knicks game the other night and going to another Nets game tonight. Now, um, when, you go, now when you go to those games, you're sitting yeah. and you're, we're scouting. We're looking at, we're looking at uh, plays, players, the whole kind of thing. It's not, you're not watching the game like rip rim went to the Memphis Clippers game a couple nights ago at Staples. You're not uh, watching the game like rip, right? With some Mike and Ike's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so a lot of it is 
you know, talking to people before games, other coaches, other scouts around the league, other front office uh, members, you know, just getting a pulse of what's going on around the league and trying to get as much intel as possible. Um, and then, you know, during the game, a lot of these guys, you already know because they've, they've been in the league for, for a while, but trying to get a better sense in person, um, how these guys play, how they can fit into our system, getting a pulse of young guys in the league. You know, a lot of times rookies aren't, aren't playing a ton. So uh, preseason is, is huge to get an opportunity to see those guys. Um, and then, you know, maybe the last couple of minutes of the game, if the game's not close, they get thrown in. That's a lot of what my job is right now. Um, keeping a database of, of rosters and depth charts and, yeah, because you might get a call. You might get a call at any time, right? From from it and saying, "Hey, Johnny, what's the sitch?" And you you got to be ready to go, like any like any right. kind of job. Yeah, yeah. And you know, keeping track of player movement around the league. Obviously, that uh, you know, closer to the trade deadline, that starts to pick up a lot more. But um, free agent signings during the season, call ups from from the G League. There's a lot of in season things that you have to keep track of and make sure that you know somebody. You know, we're calling x team about a trade and yes. want to look up their depth chart real quick and see how things fit in that you know those types of things need to be up to date it sounds like it sounds like a lot of due diligence like i'm just curious if you weren't involved in basketball if, you, if, if basketball if you hadn't been in basketball your whole life what do you think you'd be doing it sounds like possibly like an accountant at a, at a big five firm or no, something. <laughs> definitely not accounting um <laughs> that's a good question, good question. That is a really good question, Rip. If it was like totally you, up to like dream scenario, it would definitely be something involved in golf. And I knew you're going to say hopefully, that. hopefully playing golf, but golf has definitely becomes like such a mental fascination of mine. And after playing basketball, you know, all all my life through college, and you let go of that competitive edge of of things, like it's the ultimate it's the ultimate test of your mind and trying to navigate the, the daily changes that golf brings. Like it's, it's, it's just fascinating. What is your golf oh, wow. game? Like what's your handicap? He's good. Rip. Uh, He's pretty good, bro. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Johnny, let, me ask, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I'm going to combine your, yeah. your personnel gig with your, with the golf world right now, because yeah. I know I've seen you out on the court with Iggy and with Steph. If you were putting together right now for the golden state warriors, the best foursome of a good day on the golf course. Okay. That's the goal. Yeah. A great day on the golf course. Who are you picking as your foursome to come out with you on that GSW roster right now? For, so to like shoot the best score. That nope. Just saying? to have a oh. great, a, the best day on the golf course. Yeah. You want to be balanced. I think, right? You want to be balanced. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I think it would be um, Steph, Steph and Andre are two golfers, Jacob Rubin, um, who's one of my best friends, but he's, one of our player development coaches. Now I think the four of us have, have played a lot together. Have, that, that's a, that's a pretty solid force. I'm probably bring Draymond. You probably bring Draymond. I have to say Draymond along, the sit in the cart and heckle everybody. Um, <laughs> I don't see Draymond swing too much. I don't see Steph. Is there anybody else on that roster who might have a swing that we, we don't know about? Baysmore left us. He's it's with, he's LA now. He he's had a, with he, LA, but he, you know, he would have been in that, in that group. I'm trying to think player oh damian lee I, that one totally and he looks totally so across my mind by the way great great game in oklahoma city the, earlier this week but he also just looks like so much fun so he would be yeah. probably a good fun addition to, to yeah play. we'll just we'll make we'll make it a five some with d lee and and then draymond driving a cart heckling everybody 
Hell yeah. Sounds like a great <laughs> out, man. All right, Johnny. Yeah, we end every interview with a segment we call one star to five star. We're one stars, like we mentioned. We're trying to get better with advice and tips from every guest we have on this pod. And, and I want to ask you a few questions that run the gamut on a one to five star scale. You ready? Okay. You've been around the league a long time. A lot of your positions have involved travel, like we we uh, mentioned. You're in New York right now. We love hearing cool tidbits about other cities on this pod. I want to know, outside of San Francisco, what is the five-star NBA city to travel to, in your opinion? And Dana would like you to say our hometown of Phoenix, but you don't have to say that. I know he's not going to say that. I think Fe- I know. No, Phoenix, Phoenix is up there. For me, this question's a little wow. jaded. I'm from L.A. originally and have recently moved, moved back to L.A., um, <laughs> With, with my new role. So LA would be number one, but I think that's kind of for me that, that I shouldn't be able to use that answer for me. I think it would be Miami. Most common answer. That was going to be yeah. yeah. Great, great weather, great food, just great vibe to the city. Um, a lot. I, I like Miami a lot. You can say LA, by the way, I live in Long Beach, so I support that answer. But by the way, why why do you live in LA now that you're you're still working for Golden State, but you relocated to LA? Why why is that? yeah? So with um with my new role, it was just an opportunity where I could live wherever I wanted to, and having the two teams in LA with, with the Lakers and Clippers, LA is a, a great place to be for for the NBA. And uh, you know, obviously we're we're close to LA, but we don't have anybody in LA, so kind of keeping a pulse on things in LA and like I said, it helps having two teams. Um, I think some of the best places to do the pro personnel job are either LA, the New York area, or you know, probably Dallas. Miami. No, but, but no, Florida is good too. Cause you, you got the two teams in Florida, yeah. you know, can just move up and down the coast a lot and get over to, to Texas. Um, but obviously you have to travel everywhere. Like for me right now, I'm living in LA, but this trip I've been in Orlando, Houston, New York, going to Philly and then close it out with Miami and then back home. So the booking you was trying to track Santa Claus. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. people, people think he's chilling at basketball games. Let me tell you, there's very little chill involved in the basketball operation side of life. It's a long day. It's a long night. And then the next morning you're up and at him dealing with everything. Yeah. PR uh, and you know, the whole, the whole skaboodle. So it's, it's really, uh, I know a lot of people, it's not, like I said, rips up there eating Mike and Ike's, uh, watching Steve Ballmer That's what he did at the at the at the at Staples Center. That's John pretty Ballmer. entertaining, though. Watching watching Ballmer during, during games. That's what I said. I would pay fifteen bucks for that, which is the price that he paid, by the way. I watched yeah. him more that than sh- the game. That uh, should be a Ballmer camp. I, I've always genius. I've, t- I've talked to my dad about about that a lot. Now he's with the Clippers. Like if, if they can get a, a Jerry and a and a Ballmer can, that would be that, that would, would be add like, a lot uh, of value. That would be like Manning cast. I would watch it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe have you maybe have different people come sit with him throughout the yeah. game yeah <laughs> it's a five-star idea right there, there all right you hey, you're, you're, you're the proud dad of a one-year-old daughter and as a yeah. father of young kids myself it's a beautiful thing but we know it does get messy at times uh yeah. i want to know the one star welcome to parenting moment that johnny west has had over the past 18 months maybe something that happened that was memorable because you'd like to forget about it but so what was johnny west one star welcome to parenting moment I mean, maybe just you when she was born. I think like Michelle and I talk about this a lot, but the fact that everything was fine, but she was born a month early. And so that's a good one. Mich- Michelle was kind of, no, yeah. So Michelle was kind of on me about reading the baby books and, and all that. It's kind of like from knocked up and doesn't read the baby, whatever. <laughs> um, I never read the baby books. 
looking back at it and, and seeing how things happen, I don't think if I read them, it would have made me more prepared. <laughs> but I just I think the fact that you you bring a child child into this world and you're at the hospital and you're there for you know, we were there for two days because she was born a little early. And like I said, everything was fine. But, you know, most people, they, they might be there for a day and then they're home. And now it's like your full responsibility of this child. And it's, it's mind boggling that you're just sent home with a child with zero experience. But in the end, it all works out. And to me, I think that was sort of that, that moment where it's like, there you go. This thing's yours. Good luck. And, 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 and being born a month early really throws you off because you have that due date. It's almost like a hotel reservation. But then when it yeah. comes early, you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I packed. Yeah. yeah. How was no, that? And, and Michelle actually Sorry. ended up packing her bag like two days before she ended up getting induced and then um, had the baby. But it was it was kind of a weird thing how it all happened. And like it was almost like she had an intuition that something was going to happen and like I said, she's healthy and, and we're very lucky to have an amazing daughter. You're a great father. And it's a great, how was Godspeed by the way, when the baby came Good. Home? So he weird thing, he, we are a hundred percent convinced that he knew that Michelle was pregnant before either one of us did. Gatsby's always been kind, kind of very protective of me and probably two weeks before. So when we found out Michelle was, traveling for work. She was, um, she was in China for a couple of days and then was with her family in Korea for, for about a week. And right before she left for the trip, Gatsby started to get like very protective of her. Like if I tried to get close to her or hug her or like just me getting anywhere near Michelle Gatsby was like getting in between us, you know, nipping at my hand. It was very strange. So we like, we couldn't figure out why. And then Michelle was on her trip and she was telling me a couple of things. And I was like, you're, you're pregnant. And she was like, no way. I'm like, no, you're definitely pregnant. Oh. So she, she came home from the trip, went to Walgreens, whatever it was, took a pregnancy test, was pregnant. Um, and we were like, he knew it, it was too much out of the ordinary yeah. for Behavior it not to enough. be something. Yeah. And it's then like um, he's been, he's been great. He's like I said, it's sheepdogs are a very great family dog. He's, always been extremely gentle with her. Like she can, she'll take a tennis ball and he, he loves like chasing after tennis balls, maybe like two or three times max. And after that he's done, but <laughs> she can, he'll go and get the ball and she can literally go right up to him and grab the ball out of his mouth. And he, and then he'll just wait for her to kind of, you know, throw it a foot if anything, and then he'll bring it. But he's, he's been unbelievable. We need a, and we she, need a she loves him and it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. It's another match made in heaven. We need an Instagram video of uh, of the ball transaction going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that sounds so adorable. All right, uh, two two more back to basketball here. You played four years under Coach Bob Huggins at West Virginia, mm -hmm. and everyone here is about Press Virginia, the legend of Huggy Bear, and all that. But I'm curious about the practices in that system and how hard they were. So, on Money. a one to five star scale, how exhausted were you after a Bob Huggins practice? Ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it full no, court press uh, all the time <laughs> so we were we were kind of before uh before press virginia um we were kind of we were the more like half court take everything away and um we were more that that style um but 
our practices were no matter what it could be the day after a game. It could be a day before the game. We were practicing three hours. You were held responsible for, for your mistakes. He's a tough love type of coach, but to me, it was almost the easiest coach to play for because you knew what to expect. And he was obviously never going to, never going to bullshit you. That's not him whatsoever. Um, but I think if you look at him and in, in the way that his former players feel about him, you understand like how much he cares about his players. And then in, in, in reverse, his players care about him. He was such a, you know, huge part of my life and helping me grow. Um, and I, I learned so much from him and he's somebody that, that I really lean on, but I think that relationship is, is the same with a lot of his former players. Yeah. You hear that a lot and he's still doing it at, at age 68 yep. down there. So yeah. he's yeah. a legend up there. My guy, he's got, he's my got guy, a good thing going. My guy, Joel Alexander, let me give him some love. He was with us yeah. too. He's still one of my yeah. favorite humans. Shout out to uh, Joel Alexander, Bob Huggins guy. Yeah. Joe's former teammate of mine and, yeah, but get him in, hugs, get him in the G really. League, get him back in the G League, Johnny. We want Joe back. I Joe's, want Joe Joe's back got it. I Trevor Thompson down in LA to get into the G League. I got, <laughs> got prospects coming for you, Johnny. Joe's got a great thing going. He's his NBA career didn't pan out the way you know he wanted to, and and I think what a lot of people, how a lot of people thought it would, but the NBA isn't always the only option. Joe's made ended up making a great career for himself overseas as well. Um, and I, I think that's something that people shouldn't overlook. Never, never. And Joe was there with us in 2012 when we were putting seats up for opening night um, as a player, I think. All hands on deck, baby. That's how we do it <laughs> when Star recreates. All right, we're going to close this one out with a fun fact. I didn't know this, but you played high school basketball in Memphis with Mark Gasol. Back then, yep. his, his nickname was the Big Burrito. <laughs> He, he'd come over. Not many know that. You know, extra, he, extra, extra large burrito. Well, that's I want to ask yeah. about that because he he'd come yeah. over to the states from Spain and he was Mr. Yeah. Basketball all of that, but he went on to become a very good pro. Off the court, do you have any five star stories about him from those high school days? Because I was going to say I imagine him like eating an entire pizza in like sixty seconds. Yeah, Mark was a big. He used to with everything he ate in high school, and like this is a testament to him because he's he's come a long way and. Um, obviously had a great career in the NBA, but he used to, everything he ate was like, as a, as a condiment, he used ketchup and, and, um, and mayonnaise mixed together, um, and would dip it, like dip anything that he ate in that. But I think if you, it's just like, people ask me about Mark all the time in high school and it's, it's shot, like, it's shocking that he ended up doing what he did, but it's not shocking because you could see the the basketball side of things, his IQ was off the charts. Um, he helped me a lot as a player, just kind of understanding like as a shooter, how to play off of him. And, you know, we would talk about things all the time where, you know, just certain little reads where I can, you know, use him as, as a distraction and, and get open looks and things like that. But you run that pick um, and roll with him top of the key where he holds the ball up high, you know, he was, so he, it was funny in high school, like, he did a lot of standing around the three point line and, and shooting threes. And then when he came to the NBA, like he never shot threes and I could never understand, I could never understand why he didn't because he was such a good shooter in high school. And then obviously as his career went along, he added that back to his game, but 
I just always thought the way he was able to shoot and the way the game was sort of trending, like his ability to space the floor from that position was, was huge. And obviously his passing is, I mean, he's one of the best passing centers ever to play, to play basketball. Was he dipping mayo and ketchup in like Memphis barbecue? Was it that? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we ever ate barbecue together. That that would kind of be disappointing if he did that. But <laughs> right, okay. I just want to make like like or maybe sweets. That might be too far, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, he was from a basketball standpoint, it was there. But he really dedicated himself to working on his body. And I don't know how much weight he lost from the time he was in high school to probably his his lightest in the NBA. But it had to have been. 70 80 pounds like he was he was just so big in high school that he really dedicated himself to, to working on his body and obviously became you know a multiple time all-star and nba champion obviously that one hurt but to see him win was i was really happy for him and you know we had the chance to you know share a moment after they won and you know obviously we were fortunate to win three championships, but you learn a lot. And even in the two times that we lost, like even though we lost and it sucked, like the people that won should be able to enjoy that moment. And you should be gracious in that moment as much as it sucks to lose. And especially if, you know, you have a connection with someone like for me seeing, even though we lost in game seven at home, but, seeing Ty win his first championship as a head coach, somebody who I, I think of as a brother and who I've have a very close relationship with, like, yeah, it sucked losing, but was, I was really happy for him in that moment and got a chance to, to spend a couple minutes with him. And then, you know, with Mark too, and even the circumstances of losing that game and, you know, Clay getting hurt and Kevin getting hurt the game before. And like, it was just, it was it was such a weird series for us emotionally, um, but to see Mark win, uh, you know, so happy for him and the journey he's been through, and to ultimately reach that that goal of of what everybody at the NBA level plays for was, I was really happy for him. Get that ring, yeah. We all have maybe maybe Johnny. Once the season settles down, you can help connect. We would love to talk to Mark Gasol on the pod a little bit. <laughs> we think he's had yeah. a phenomenal career as well. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks. I for don't joining. know if I even answered what the question was about. What Mark. was the question? Something about the big burrito. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the big burrito. I, I, think, I think the mayo and ketchup uh, did it. That, that's a five-star uh, condiment right there. <laughs> you know, I got a little goosebumps, Johnny, because you're right. And when I had we had Sammy on, he said the same thing. You guys are from the same cohort of, of some success, but also sharing in that success. And it's one big family at the end of the day. Speaking of, are you going to get to Detroit anytime soon? I think your brother Ryan's out there now. We got Sammy. We got Andrew. When's the next Detroit party? When are you going out to see the Pistons? I'm, I'm, I'm seeing them in Philly tomorrow. Um, so Sammy and I are supposed to grab lunch. Um, and then they're going to be there in L.A., I think, right after Thanksgiving. Um, they play the Lakers and Clippers both. So Sammy and I were discussing. I don't know what his Thanksgiving plans were, but maybe – him sharing uh, Thanksgiving with you know, us, but do it and give him a big hug for me. He's one of my favorites in, in the world. In, He's in the, the best in the world. He's the absolute uh, best. One of the best. And Daniel, you had a great crew, man. And we really, really appreciate you taking the time to come join us on the one star recruits. Where can our listeners find you? Where, where, where's the best place to find what's going on with Johnny West? I, I don't post much on social media 
I would say to find out more about me, probably follow Michelle. She's she's a lot more active on social media. Um, help, but, help, Johnny, help my mom. She doesn't understand who Michelle is. Give tell it's Michelle Weema. It's the golfer. If you Google <laughs> her, you'll be able to find really what's going on with Johnny and and, and Gatsby. And you can find yeah, Johnny no, she, in, in any NBA arena, probably any night, yeah. right? Any given. Yeah, night. I'll, I'll be all over the place. <laughs> get your get your binoculars out, Rip. Next time you're in the upper deck, and look about two hours before the game, and Johnny will be down there uh, <laughs> networking stuff. Uh, thank you, brother. We appreciate you. Golden State Warriors seem to be playing uh, every two nights now. Check them out. They're playing well. NBA is amazing. Johnny, thank you for your friendship and uh, for supporting the podcast, man. We appreciate you. No, thank you, guys. I'm happy to do it. I think it's cool to spend time with people behind the scenes who don't regularly come out and do podcasts or who aren't doing a super lot of media. So uh, great grab rip with Johnny West. That was really interesting and great questions, man. I appreciate really that insight. And it's really fun for me to talk about memories at this point in time of, of, of my life with even 10 years ago now, kind of bringing that back. So appreciate you booking Johnny West. Yeah. And it's, he mentioned networking again. Like, I mean, even from you, it's a connection from 10 years ago that you still kind of keep in touch with. And everyone knows how much experience he has in basketball and in life with being Jerry West's son. And he's married. The funny moment to me was when you said, explain who Michelle is. You kept referring to Michelle as his wife. He's probably so used to people knowing who she is. But for your mom, it's Michelle Wee, the golfer that Johnny is married to and has the one-year-old daughter and Gatsby with. So what a, uh, what a cool life he's living. And uh, thanks for coming on, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, that's right. A lot, a lot of guys do, don't like to golf with their their wives or their significant others. Rip, if you do start going golfing, will you bring your wife? Is that something you guys can do together, or is that just going to be probably not? Yeah, I mean, we'd both like to take lessons and, and be at least you know passable in it. I think uh, it's something we'd have to do together because neither of us do golf. But could you yeah. imagine golfing with your wife when she's Michelle Wee? I mean, you just get crushed every time. I know he's a good golfer, but come on. Yeah, it's definitely home court advantage for Michelle out when, when, when they're golfing together. I think actually my wife and I, we've been out swinging. Yeah, I, I'd probably prefer to meet up afterwards for lunch just because, um, yeah, or we'd have to go in separate carts. Uh, most Is she likely. beating you or what? What's, what's the no, problem? No, she's not beating me. I think she's more disinterested in kind of the whole thing, um, the whole process and the way that I uh, spray golf balls all over the course i feel a lot of frustration would come after a couple of holes you know looking for golf balls and being out in the hot sun but that's a good question man i mean it's a uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna see if you well shit rep you didn't make your bed and and we're just talking loosely about golf i i also want to get back out and start playing some more golf so maybe that's something we'll take you on a journey in 2022 you can think about it rip for the next two months if that's something maybe in 2022 you want to start doing in the name of networking we got to grow the podcast bro you have a lot of stuff to hold me accountable for. We're adding stuff every week. It's gonna yeah. gonna get a little insurmountable. I got a running list here, so so don't don't be too too worried about it. Uh, speaking of the pod, we had a couple great one star bumps this week. Kyron Williams, Notre Dame running back, had a huge game. What were his stats, Rip? I think he he was right around 200 yards in a big win against North Carolina. And Notre Dame lost early, but he's he's kind of been a linchpin in their offense, and they're still they're still top five, top ten, and and they have an eye on a on a BCS bird. So he's uh he's he's having a good year. Yeah, one star bump there. Bones Highland got into an NBA game. It was interesting. I was watching. It was a fourth quarter of a blowout, but was what was interesting it was a pretty freaking awesome. Shout out to Denver and the and the Ball Arena. They went nuts. When Bones came up to, to check in, everybody got on their feet and then uh, Bones Highland got in and the next man off the bench was uh, Bull Bull. 
So the crowd favorites. Yeah, they doubled down and they went nuts again. And uh, it was just great. The offense really made sure to get both those guys the rock and they both they both got in, got some minutes going. I like what's going on in Denver. That's I think that's my NBA ticket team this year. The Denver Nuggets. Yeah, and can you imagine when Jamal Murray gets back? I mean, they're gonna they're gonna make a deep run this year for sure. They're really good, and 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 Joker kind of has a couple uh, new passing bags. I think he was working on in the off season. He somehow kind of seems to be a more crisp passer, if that's possible from his position. So uh, keep an eye. That's gonna be. I love the Hornets in the West. I, I I love the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets and the Warriors. The Suns were my initial kind of team, but they got to figure stuff out. This, this Sarver story that came into the universe and then kind of disappeared, it dissipated. I think it's a cloud just hanging there. Eventually, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, I think. Um, that's just an opinion. It's going to trickle down. So the Suns have to figure that shit out. In the meantime, um, those are my teams out West. You got any teams out West that are kind of shining through for you right now, NBA-wise, Rip? Early, super early. Um, anybody that you, you really like watching or that's caught your eye? I mean, Utah's been looking just as good as they were last year but it's like one of those things can they do in the playoffs you know so they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna probably have the best record in the west but i, I mean golden state really man because they don't even have clay back yet uh they're five and one as of as of this recording and like we talked about with johnny west man they got the pieces in place especially when clay comes back to make a run for sure seems like one of the moves of the year every time he gets in he's a three-point machine and he's coming in with energy auto porter who who knew who knew that he could possibly be your Who's the cat in Milwaukee who came off the bench with the energy rip? Bobby Portis. Yeah, he's still there. Yeah, he's, he's a little a- bit of Bobby Portis energy, but he's got a, that three ball. If you can hit the three ball on the on the Warriors, that corner three, you found yourself a, a position there. So uh, we, all, all the good stuff happening around the league. Um, I'm excited. It's, it's, it's good. And it's great to have NBA guests. Let's keep the NBA people coming, Rip, if we can tag them up on the, on the guest list. I know we get a lot of great listens in the Philippines and all over the world, but I am um, in NBA and then a little bit of NFL it comes and goes with me uh, with the NFL, but NBA right now is stealing my heart. So I appreciate that booking, man. Let's do some quick shout outs. You have any shout outs, Rip? Just Clayton Moore, uh, a listener in Utah who won our $50 prize last week, our prize pack, $50 Venmo. Yeah, yeah, nice. See Moore claiming that. Uh, and, and big big love to his adult league uh, hockey team up there in Utah. I know uh, they're all listeners and popping on the pod, so we appreciate y'all. Uh, we might have to uh, come up to Utah, man, and do a, do a pod from the arena as we're going to dig more into hockey in the future. Possibly an in-arena Utah ice hockey pod in the future rip i'm going to keep lining you up with shit our futures are going to be crazy with these expectations currently we have a road trip to indiana you're <laughs> going to make your bed every day it's lining you up with all kinds of shit can we man. can we sponsor a, a hockey team semi-pro hockey team in utah just like a, a pizza place sponsors a little league team can we just outfit them all with one star shirts shit that is your great idea. that's your one star idea of, of 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 the day right here man what is that's a great idea. I'll talk to Seymour. I, I would love to do that. Even just for, for as it being hilarious, <laughs> you know, uh, that might be, well, I'm going to put that out to the universe. I love it. Rip. What, you had a little one-star moment this week. Uh, uh, I have a shout out. Let's do, I mean, a huge congrats to friend of the pod. My good friend, DJ grow our friend, David, he's been with body armor since the early days in 2011, 2012. Uh, for those who've been under a rock, Coca-Cola did a, a full acquisition for about 5.6 billion, five, let's billion with a B. Um, so not only to DJ Dro, but all the, the body arm, 
Armor athletes, Mike Trout, James Harden, so many people getting a nice check from this one who put in a lot of work. Uh, Kobe saw the vision early with this company. He turned $6 million investment and his leadership into $400 million for for his family and his foundation. Now, I think Rip, he made $330 million in NBA contracts. So more money in this one investment in body armor, $6 million than his whole NBA contract. But uh, shout out, man, DJ Dro. Congratulations, man. You deserve it, man. You're a grinder. Awesome. What's uh, What do you got for Rex of the Week this week? Rex of the Week for me is actually simple. This is for people who want to come spend some time with DK. Uh, we recently had a friend come visit this week, and it was great. But I learned that flights from LAX, uh, Sky Harbor, and SFO to Hawaii uh, right now are incredibly cheap. 200 250 bucks. So we're Round open. trip? Round trip. <laughs> Round trip. Yeah, so take a look. Open for business in the Hawaiian Islands. I think there's a couple regulations still left, but the price is right. I, I know it gets more expensive when the whales arrive, which is soon, and the holidays come. So my wreck of the week is to hop on Hawaiian Airlines and take a take a gander at flights out of LAX, Sky Harbor, and SFO. Year-round golfing out there too, right? Or is there any time of the year you can't golf in Hawaii? Year-round golfing for all our golfers listening to Johnny. Yeah, that's a great point, Rip. Come on off out golf. It's I'm getting into it. That's why I need... I need more golfers in my life because you can only go to the range so much and then you're joining strange foursomes. It's so much better golfing with friends, Rip. That's why I'm trying to get you convinced to get in the game. But yeah, 80, I check the weather. It's kind of funny every week. It's, it's the same. It's the high of 82, low of 70, uh, usually a little cloud, sometimes no clouds, but always golf. And uh, it's a great time to be alive. What is your recommendation of the, of the week, Rip? What's something that's made your life better this week? We got another role reversal because you're the one usually recommending Netflix or, or, or streaming shows. And I got, I actually sat down and watched a, a series, a season of a series for the first time. And I don't, can't remember how long. And it was on HBO. It's called Mayor of Easttown. Have you seen it? Nope. It's uh, Kate Winslet is a star. I think she produced it. She's the star. It's about a small town in Pennsylvania that was based off one of the director's kind of upbringing. And there's murder, there's drugs, there's mystery, all that. I think it's about seven or eight episodes. Amazing show. Kate Winslet is is award winning. Everything. She's a great actress. So check um, it out. Mayor, it's Mayor M A R E Mayor of Easttown on HBO. Mayor of Easttown. Rip actually committed to a full show. How many episodes? How many epis? It was seven or eight, and I we watched them all in in about a week. Uh, it was good. It was really good. Yeah, that's a good binge for you, Rip. You're not a good a usual binger. Our guy Joey Days is upset that you you plopped on Mayor of Easttown before you watched Sopranos, but. <laughs> Bro. that's true i'm a little late on sopranos but it's still around yeah there it is i love your doggy barking in the background too which means it's usually time to wrap up the pod great rex of the week we got cheap stuff on hawaiian airlines to uh from the west coast to hawaii we got a a a show to watch on that flight mayor of east town rip like i didn't know rip kind of likes those uh you know what those shows where maybe dragons come to a small town in the south and take over an insurance firm on Netflix, huh? I wouldn't, I wouldn't peg you for those that type of watch. You know, my wife got me into it, and I, I watched it with her, and it actually turned out to be good. So yeah, highly recommended. Great Rex, man. We appreciate all of our listeners joining us. Uh, please send this podcast to anybody who may enjoy us. Uh, more importantly, learning some lessons from Johnny West. We will see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>